Full Court Fits is The Ringer's new weekly NBA video series hosted by Big Waz, a.k.a. Wozni Lambre. Each week, we take you around the world of NBA fashion and share can't-miss style choices from your favorite players and keep you up to date on the latest news and releases in sneaker culture. Waz also talks to experts like Damian Lillard's personal stylists to give you behind-the-scenes looks at how the NBA's biggest stars choose their outfits. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you're subscribed to The Ringer's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Ringer so you never miss an episode. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hello, friends, and welcome to this emergency edition of a golf podcast unlike any other here on the Ringer Podcast Network. This is Fairway Rollin'. Tony Finau, where he be now, is back in the winner's circle. Let's get going with this emergency podcast by podcast people. I am Joe House, your starter. I am joined immediately on the hottest of hot mics by Nathan Hubbard <laughs> and our beloved golf pal, so beloved that he and I played golf just last week together. Kevin Clark is on the hype mic as well. Fellas, we had to get the crew together. We have a victory in our hands. It is Tony Finau, where he be now, is holding the Liberty National FedEx Cup, whatever they're called, Northern Trust. <laughs> Northern Trust on their way out. Their last, the last ever Northern yeah. Trust event. Uh, congratulations to Northern Trust on getting such a... Thanks for the memories, Northern a, Trust. Yeah. What a worthy run. winner on a Monday afternoon. Fellas, how are we feeling? Kev Clark, welcome to the pod. How are you feeling, buddy? I am trying to wrap my head. I, I have followed Tony Fino's play, obviously, for years. But the fact that he had 39 
top 10 finishes between wins might be one of the most amazing stats in sports over the past few years. This is, I am so happy to see him. This was the miracle on ice for complete golf degenerates. Yes. He, uh, every, and in fact, I can attest, uh, Nate, I'm going to let you go for a second. I got a text half hour ago from, from our, speaking of degenerate, our beloved pal, Harry Gagnon from the uh, Against All Odds, the Cousin Sal, the Degenerate Trifecta, a Tony Finau winner for Harry. Uh, wow. 50 to one, 50 to one. Harry had him at Nate. I'm sorry. Please, please share your Tony love. I, I don't, I don't have anything to say other than nobody is more surprised than Tony Finau. That was as cool and calm and collected as we've ever seen him. But I don't think he was even able to snap out in the post round interviews. I, I'm not yeah. sure he understands what he did def- differently this time than other times to win. And I actually think that's golf, isn't it? That well, you let's... put yourself in position and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Cam Smith rips a drive OB. Sometimes Max Homa hits it behind a tree, figures out how to get out from behind the tree and wins at Riv. I do want to break down a little bit of what Tony said in his interviews. We saw him with Amanda Balionis and then we saw him with a little bit longer conversation with Todd Lewis. And he said that his game is so much different now than the last time that he won. Yeah. that he feels a lot more polished, that um, he set a goal and that he felt like he could be aggressive in pursuing that goal. And the goal, he said, uh, he and his caddy had for today was 20 under, and they arrived uh, at the tee on the 10th hole, needing to shoot 30 mm-hmm. on the back nine to get to 20 under. And then he did it, and he said he played aggressive. And I I mean, I'm, I, I'm here to say it looked like it was aggressive play, Kevin Clark. House, let me ask you a question. Because I think when you look at Finau, 88th in strokes gain coming into this the last, I think the last three months, I was, I was doing the, the query by. Um, it was an interesting time for him to win. This is a guy, he does make bogeys. Um, he plays in, even though he consistently finishes in the top 10, he does make mistakes out there. And here's my big question. Is a more aggressive Tony Finau a good Tony Finau? Do you want this out of Finau? Do you want Killer goes and gets them on Sunday Finau? Or do you want him to just let the game come to him over the next 10 years and have these sort of Sundays? Do you want him to change his game because of the last five years in the wilderness? I I, I think so. And we have now, I think, uh, enough, this is today validates what he did at Riviera. He tried to go win the golf tournament at Riviera, and he was right there. I mean, he had every opportunity to do so, uh, and really had a you know it was it was a putt on uh, on the playoff hole number ten that that skidded right by the edge. He was that close, and the aggressive play and that mindset, I think, is what. And you know, I'm I'm filling in some blanks, obviously, but. he hit it into the bunker in regulation on number 18, the right bunker. It was a tiny bit of a flare. It was not a very, it wasn't a super confident golf swing, but he got up and down. I mean, the six footer for par, um, yes. hit, hit, you know, on, on, on 18 in regulation to keep himself right there at 20 under. I think that's a testament to his mindset and, and you know, that, that aggressive uh, approach. What do you think, Nate? Well, I think, it felt like a Tony Finau finish on 15 after he birdied 12, eagled 13, birdied 14, stepped up to the tee on 15 and yanked it so far left you thought he was dead, but he yes. actually yanked it so far left he was in the sixth fairway. That's the golf the gods. 
That's yeah, the golf that it guys, is. right? He Isn't gets it? into the bunker and then gets up and down out of that bunker. It was 15 and 18 where he actually hit the recovery shot. On the back nine of a tough tournament, you're always going to have that adversity. Rom had it today. He couldn't recover. That was weird, but but it opened the door for Tony, who was able to finally recover from a bad shot. And look, if he'd if he'd been on a different hall on that golf course, that that ball would have been in the river. It would have been on a different planet. Um, do you guys? And I'll ask this of of Kevin first. Uh, I want yeah. both of your reaction to this. Think that the fact that there was no crowd there, there were no roars. Yeah. That 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 you know, there was a different kind of feel maybe a type of serenity out there um because of like the the combination of like the way the sun looked and the way the course played all yeah. of it uh felt like again that's kind of serene to me do you think that that um affected Finau's approach at all well i don't think so because we just went through like 15 months of a lot of galleries that didn't exist and so i think if Finau was going to be affected by that he would have been affected by those as well so i think first of all i was just stunned at the fact that uh the last time tony Finau won a golf tournament was the day before i started at the ringer okay that's what you need to know i just looked at that date and that's how long ago it was. <laughs> that was when you were still um, at wendy's or wh- where were you i in? was still at wendy's at that point um, when, the no, wendy's uh, street uh, journal I was still I was still grinding on the corn ferry. I was trying to get up, and I know oh, this this, this Fino. Um, no, so what's interesting to me is no, I I I don't think that. Um, and I I wonder now though if he likes winning. You know, one of the things that I think is interesting. Obviously, I'm a huge boxing fan as well as a golf fan, and obviously football. Um, but a lot of times, guys, this happened with Tyson Fury a couple of uh, a couple of years ago against Wilder. Is he went from a, from a defensive fighter to an offensive fighter, and he started getting really aggressive, and he liked it, and now that's his identity, right? And he knocked Wilder out that way, and he started going on his front foot, and he got into a gym, and he got aggressive. And this, to my biggest question coming out of this, is whether or not this unlocks. A, a new a new Tony, and then we're going to see this at Whistling Straits in a couple weeks with the Ryder Cup. Maybe this is Alpha Tony. Alpha Tony. What do you think, Nate? Well, I want to... I mean, I got to ask the guy who's relatively local to this course. I don't think the... the You know, if there had been fans, would there have been more pressure on Tony? No. I can't imagine how he had any no. more pressure than he's had. And, and, and that exhale that you saw where he just was like... Well... What yeah. was the thing? But here's what I want to know. I think the bigger factor today was how damn wet that course was because yes. it allowed him to stuff it to three feet on 12, stuff it to three feet on 13, and and probably even kept the ball from rolling more than it would have on those bunker recovery shots. Just how much do you think that rain changed the approach and the strategy on that back nine today, Kev? It changed everything. I mean, did you see those puddles out there? I mean, that was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think it limited the mistakes. The, the pin hunting was, yeah. was way more in play. So I'm I'm with you on that. I would say you know the, the the point you made about maybe local and all that stuff. The thing is, if there was a gallery, it would have been relentlessly pro Tony today, relentlessly right. pro Tony. And I think that would have helped him a little bit. I mean, he's a nice guy, uh, and I think he would have enjoyed the crowd being on his side. I don't think that would have put any extra pressure on him. I think we would have seen it would have been the the homeless man's version. Of uh, of Phil at Augusta, right? Let's get the monkey off the back. That that's what everybody would want to would, would have wanted to see. And so I don't think I don't think this is a Bryson situation where it was an empty gallery. Thus, he didn't have to deal with adversity. I think this he actually maybe lost a little juice because there would have been a pro Tony gallery. Yeah, that's that's what I was kind of getting at because I wondered if uh, the point you made and and Nance 
was kind of relentless with it over the the last five or six holes. Everybody's rooting for Tony. We all yes. want to see. We all know and recognize what a, a good guy he is. Um, you know, the 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 family man that he is. How beloved he is on tour, and how many fans he has across. You know, the 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 golf uh, fandom. I wondered if. The, the, there, there would be any kind of unexpected pressure because the crowd would have been so, uh, uh, you know, focused on trying to get him across the goal line. If he would have, um, it would yeah. have had a, a negative effect. Nate, is mm. that that's what I was kind of w- wondering about? No, that, that, that's about. what I was too. I, I just, I think at this point, the the amount of pressure on Tony Finau, like we've been talking about this for five years. And right. he's gone away, and he, like he said, I mean, he's polished his game in all kinds of ways with Boyd Summerhays to try to get to a place where he can actually withstand. And, and what Summerhays told him and told the world is, you are enough. You have the game. This is mm-hmm. going to be about patience. You just have to put yourself in position a number of times. And that's what he did today. I, I think, look, he went out and took it on the back nine. But again, it took Rom, the number one player in the world, who... I, I mean, he, he made almost no bogeys in this entire tournament uh, to, to inexplicably collapse down the stretch. And it took Cam Smith to yank a drive OB to win. And, and that's just sometimes how it rolls. There is one other thread to this, though, House and Kevin, that I would like to talk about as we think about looking forward. And that is that there are some guys who we would have thought would have been in the hunt who mm-hmm. absolutely folded today. I mean, Spieth with the double, triple bogeys shot eight over, but Kepka was over par. Mm-hmm. You had Sam Burns shoot over par. Uh, Victor broke his his putter and <laughs> shot plus six, but still his round was terrible. There, there are some guys who don't seem to be in as good a form as you might have liked, and I think that that made it a two, really a two, three horse race coming down the stretch with just Tony, Rahm, and Smith on their game. I'll um, go first. So I I think that the extra day absolutely positively had an impact. I think, you know, just any kind of uh, uh, interruption of the rhythm of the schedule that these guys live, Mm -hmm. they're such creatures uh, of habit. And to have all of them, you know, stuck in New York. I, I wonder What's, how many, you know, if there's a little complaining about, no, no, you're misunderstanding. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I know what where I'm, you're going with this house. Yeah, like oh. there are a lot of ways to go. Like if you don't think that you're going to win the golf tournament and if you're like, look, I'm playing the long game here. I, I need to get in the top 30. There's giant guaranteed money. If I get in the top 30, I'm probably not going to win this week. Let's let's go. Let's go over to Rayo's. Let's go sit down and get a couple bottles. Even if you're not physically in the restaurant, you're you know you can order in. You get your your your, your team to go, and then uh, you know there's lots and lots and lots of ways to entertain oneself in the greater New York metropolitan area. So I would attribute some number of those guys that you mentioned by name to you know just thinking about the the long game. I don't think that's true of Jordan Spieth. I, the Spieth, I think, is a special case, and it is the schizophrenia of yeah. Jordan Spieth, um, where he had back-to-back Eagles earlier in the week to put himself at the beginning of the le- at the top of the leaderboard for half a second, uh, and the back-to-back doubles, you know, that that's or triples. Was it triples? Triples. Triples, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Seven, seven's uh, on nine and ten. Uh, they're both par fours. I actually like your theory, House. I like your theory because I think that's why 
Bryson shot 71 on Thursday with all those doubles and bogeys and birdies. It's because he stayed at Bedminster with Trump the night before. None of these guys were, they were it, really the attractions of the big city are too much for even DeChambeau to, to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Kev? I, I would also say it, today was so gross. And by the way, yesterday it looked like we weren't golfing at all. Like if you were in the New York City area, it was one of these days where it was like, oh yeah, we're day, the, if you have a tea time for Wednesday. Yeah, you, you, you might be... Uh, out of luck. I would say today was not a day for for grinding unless you had a lot at stake. You know, I, I was hugely impressed. I think it was at seven where Finau couldn't get out of the bunker. Um, he he went for, he just stayed in the bunker. It was a bad lie. Might have been plugged. And I thought, OK, here we go. Like, this this is it. It's it's over for Finau. And that just wasn't the case. He just kept grinding. And things were gross out there as we talked about the puddles. And I think if you're one of these guys, uh, a Kepka, a Spieth, although I, you put him in a different category, a Hovland, uh, Gary Woodland had a terrible day today. Uh, I think you just say, you know what? This this day is just, it, 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 this weekend is just not for me. And that's why you, I think you saw some of the big scores there. Well, and, and let's look at, you know, you go down the list of the good scores for today. It's not a shock at all that Alex Noren um, had a 66 today. Uh, yeah. You know, he he he's fighting. Now, he, he uh, the FedEx Cup numbers, I have no idea wh- where he ended up because <laughs> God forbid PGA Tour.com uh, get the, 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 the stuff updated in, in real time. He's 43rd, baby. He's there, worked his so way up to projected there, there, 43rd. Yes. Right. So in well inside the top 70 and now threatening the top 30. Big and jump. he goes out and puts his head down and, and goes and grabs a 66. The Hoagie Pier- did the same thing. Yeah. The Scott Piercy 66. I think that was like, he probably did have four bottles last night, which is why he he, he had his best uh, round of the week by, by four shots. Uh, Cam Smith was trying to win the golf tournament, so he shot 67. Yeah. Poulter is trying to impress uh, uh, the 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 uh, Patrick Harrington. Yes, Patrick, Patrick Harrington, exactly the captain of the European. And I think team. if you look at the stats, I think it's going to work, dude. I think he <laughs> might be on the plane. He, he's he's working hard. He's really working hard. Uh, so you know, it's not surprising to see some of these guys. I did want to give a quick shout out to Harry Higgs and Keith Mitchell who we talked yeah. about on this podcast at the beginning of last week for poking the bear and grabbing uh, a hold of, of Phil Mickelson and, and Phil Mickelson um, took a bunch of money out of their wallets. But those two guys had Thanks, the last Shaldana. laugh, both of them inside the top 20 this week. Uh, Mitchell with a, uh, actually, I don't know if Keith finished, finished the top 20, but he, he, he played himself inside the, oh yeah, tied for yes, eight. He did. Of course. Yes, of he course did. he did. T8. Yes. Birdie the, six, the last three to, to work right. his way in. Last guy to jump into the top 70, which goes on to Caves. Yeah, so Mitch, Mitchell tied for eighth and Higgs tied for 16th. I think those guys had the last laugh over uh, Mickelson and Damon. They did, uh, especially because JD comes up just a hair short of getting into the BMW. He's going to finish to 76th and, and not get in. But, but look, Seamus Power... He screwed up coming down the stretch and fell out. He was one of the last guys to not make it. I mean, unfortunately, Matthew Wolf missed the cut, so he will be the last guy yeah. standing. Phil, ironically, I mean, this tells you just how crappy a year Phil Mickelson had. He won the PGA, and he's the yeah. last guy to get into the BMW. <laughs> that, <laughs> that tells you it. But we got a lot of drama coming up now, House, because 
now we move on with 70 guys in the BMW, but it's really about mm. who can make the tour championship. And suddenly, in a week in which there was so much talk about who's going to make the Ryder Cup team, should it be Kevin Kisner? Do we need Tony Finau? What of Patrick Reed? We now have Patrick Reed in a hospital. We have yeah. Tony Finau answering the bell. And we now have Kevin Kisner sitting at 31 in the standings, which means he's last guy out coming into this week. We're going to see if Kevin Kisner can sack up when he needs to. I would say this, and I'm interested in, in Kevin's uh, assessment of this. Um, I don't think Kisner has a chance. I think the, the guy shouldn't. that we're looking at is somebody like Scotty Scheffler. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a big, young, powerful bomber. Who's who's much closer to the top, you know, fifteen, um, top twenty. Kiz is is you know so far uh, on the outside looking in, and that was just really a bit of mischief by Riggs, which is fine. You know, I, I like Riggsy getting out there, getting in that ass, but yeah, that that's the only reason there was any conversation at all around around Kiz. And when you know, oh, look at his match play record. Okay, fine. Um, I like the idea of, of Scotty Scheffler sliding in. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What do we think? Let's, let's talk a little bit about this Patrick Reed situation, Kev. I mean, yeah. what, what, what do we think is going on? And we think, well, how would we, we're not medical doctors not here medical at Fairway doctors. Roland. We're um, other doctors, but we're not medical we, we are. We, we certainly have, uh, yes, credentials so in other the, areas. The remaining six players, the captain's picks, are going to be picked on September 5th. That's not a long time from now. So nope. right now, Reed is ninth in the standings. So he'd have to be a captain's pick. That is not... I, there are so many unknowns right now. So he's in the hospital in Houston with double pneumonia. That I mean, came did out you hear Justine's text to Amanda? Yes, yes. That did not sound good. I mean, she might have been going for drama, but good. God. Maybe, but it sounded scary. And yeah. I don't. I think that the Ryder Cup selection process is certainly secondary right now to whatever Patrick Reed's going through. Um, but I think from mm-hmm. a team building standpoint, I, it sounds like that they're going to have to to make other arrangements. Would you agree, Nate? I think so. I mean, it was a strange last second withdrawal from Greensboro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we sort of speculated that maybe that meant that he'd gotten a phone call from Stricker telling him, don't burn yourself out, rest up for the rider. But then this week, it was a last second withdrawal for it. First, it said ankle. Then it was knee. And all of a sudden, he's in a Houston hospital with double pneumonia. So I, again, we're not medical doctors. It sounds eerily similar to some things we've been hearing over the past year, and we wish him better. But the point is, I don't know, based on that text from Justine, that didn't help us write her cup case because no. what she said is, we're not even thinking about when he gets back out there. Right now, we're just taking right. it one day at a time to get him healthy. If you're stricker, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I Not yeah. a lot of guys came back from I mean, you have about really 10 sick. days. 
Yeah, we're, we're it, there. To play we're well. already across. He's not yeah. playing in the Ryder Cup. I mean, I, I think we I, could. Just, I think that's it. And I think they've been looking for a convenient excuse to cut him out because they have enough fucking drama in the clubhouse already with Bryson and Brooks. There is historical drama between Patrick and Spieth, and mm-hmm. by by extension, you know Justin Thomas. And there's been a whole bunch of other. Uh, rules, infraction questions since the last time they all got together. So I think they were mm-hmm. looking for a reason to leave him off. And Justine's text on national TV to Amanda Balionis just gave it to him. So I, I, I have a slightly, I, I shared this with you last week, Nate, when we were talking about Reed. I, I think Reed um, could make a contribution to the Ryder Cup team as a guy who who deflects some yes. of the, you know, the, 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 just the the sugar that's all over yeah. <laughs> Brooks and Bryson. There's a, there's a famous story about Brian Billick and how when he went to the Super Bowl, and this is not the same, but he went to the Super Bowl, he knew that there was going to be Ray Lewis questions and all these things against the Giants. So he just decided to act like a complete asshole yeah. for the entire week just to get the attention on himself, just to get the media riled up at him. And like there is, if you've got drama elsewhere, there is mm. a a uh, usefulness in having an, an asshole elsewhere to to uh, absorb the blow, I guess you could say. Yes, that was precisely the point I was trying to make as it relates to, to Patrick Reed, but he ain't playing. He ain't, he he needs, I bet, well, I don't, we don't need to prognosticate about what uh, his, you know, when he might return to professional mm-hmm. golf or anything, but he's got a long recovery ahead of him, it seems. I mean, the, the yeah. they're, the long-lasting implications of bilateral pneumonia, uh, whether you know that's the entirety of what he's uh, enduring, yeah, are, are are pronounced. It's not something that you're like bounce back, like oh that was a bad cold. Um, now I feel better with some mom's right. chicken chicken noodle soup. Right, we're really talking around this one, guys. So if it's yeah. not Scheffler, who is it? All Who right, are the so eligible candidates? We, ha- we have the six. We have the six. Spieth is seven. He's on the plane. Harris English is eight. On the plane? On the plane. Uh, Berger, Tony Finau. Berger's 10. Cantlay's 11. Tony Finau's 12. That's five. Already. So then we have Webb, Scheffler, Kokrak, Horschel, Burns, Kiz, Phil, Max, Nah, Zaltoris. It, it's Webb versus... It's Webb versus... Versus Scheffler, yeah. I a thousand percent agree with that. I'll, I really wish Sam Burns. Uh, I d- I didn't want to deprive Abe Amster of his win a couple of weeks ago, but Sam Burns is a stud horse, and I think yeah. that you know he might be stringing together wins, um, very in very short order here. He's been around the hoop so much. He's got one, but he he could have easily had three wins this year uh, on tour. Um, and that's a guy that I think it's just worth keeping an eye on. I'd love to see him on a bigger stage under that kind of Ryder Cup pressure. But, you know, he just didn't do enough. Next time. Hey, uh, next time, and I will say, obviously, in that mix, Al Torres is the next time guy. He's, yeah. he's on the, I'm putting him on the plane in 2023 already. He's there. I've, got, I, I've checked him in with his boarding pass in 2023. I, I mean, friend, right. of pod, friend of the pod, Will's Al Torres, he's, he's <laughs> he just, you know, he's 160 pounds and all of it is cock. I mean, he, he's, got a, he's got it all put together. He's got that <laughs> full-on swag no you know what i'm talking about he puts it on the table he he would be inside the top 30 of this ridiculous you know format he should be collecting millions of dollars for his play over the last year he's he certainly deserves it for the eyeballs that he's drawn to the screen i mean his his uh debut 
he, he made his his debut ten. He made the Masters his his debutante ball, right? I mean, he came out and everybody's like, "Whoa, look at this one! This is a hot little number." And and yeah. and you know, we were introduced to the wonderful Will Zalatoris. Well, he should be in these playoffs, and there's some guys who are going to get into the Tour Championship because Will Zalatoris is not. We know mm-hmm. how that. You know, the strategy that we pursued last week was let's look at guys who are around that cut line, around that 70 cut line, and think who do we know is going to play well enough to put themselves safely in, and who do we think may not have the stones to do it? We talked about Shane Lowry, who did great. We talked about Mackenzie Hughes. We talked about some other guys who we thought might fade, like Post. And this week, we come into a relatively unknown course. Speaking of local guy, you are not that far from it because it is in uh, very. It is pro- straight up close. Ninety five. Have up you played 95 it? Ninety five North. Have you I have played not. It? No, I've had okay. the invites, and I just haven't been able to make the logistics work. It, it is by all accounts a very very lovely. It was you know nineteen ninety one, so it hasn't been around that long but just a wonderful experience um you know for 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 everybody that that that's played it this is will be the first time that it hosts a PGA tour event it's had um uh the women out there and it's had the seniors out there mm-hmm. but no uh PGA tour and that's because it it is not it up till this moment had not been long enough it's a par 71 that's around 7250 yards give or take and I think just to to pick up on where Nate is kind of leading us, this this is going to be a birdie party. This ain't going to be a bogey party. This is going to be a birdie party. Mm. Well, I don't know that. I mean, that's interesting because we got some guys who are very much on the edge here, who are great at making birdies. None more popular than Rory McIlroy, mm. who is just sitting inside at this point. He's twenty eight, and and last year there were. F- five guys who got rotated out at BMW and got into tour championships. So Max Homa sitting at 30th, Max can make a lot of birdies, but probably not in the, in the bunches the way that Rory does. So as we look at that, who else again, Kisner sitting at 31, this is his last chance to really make the case that he should be the Ryder cup guy, even though we've just pretty much killed his chances during the course of this pod. I will say Kiz is a guy who could have a chance out here because it's not uh it's not a brute of a golf course. The rough uh is up, you know, they've grown. It's it's thick, it's lush. We have that mm. mid-Atlantic weather up there in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore. And it has rained enough up there for them to get the rough thick, but all of the defense of the golf course will be in the rough. And the reason I'm anticipating some scoring is because uh, the last time there was a, a an event with anybody noteworthy was the senior players, and McCarron shot 18 under. So I think this is going to be not dissimilar from the Liberty National 20 under that we just saw out of Finau, Tony Finau. I bet the winners in the 22 to 24 under range. Really? And so sometimes with these new courses, they tend to set them up a little bit easier so that they don't get complaints from the from the players. I'll say this. I mean, that'll be very different than the BMW last year outside of Chicago, which was hard as hell. And and it, the progression of these tournaments historically has been Northern Trust is the birdie fest the way it was last year and the way it was this year. And then you get to BMW and it's a little bit sterner of a test. So it, I guess I'll be disappointed if it plays that easy. 
But does that make us think differently about guys around the cut line? Billy Horschel at 27, you know, do we think about a guy like, you know, Tringali or Ortiz, mm. those guys who played decently well, but they're on the outside looking in. Maybe it's hard to think about those guys having a rally week. Charlie Hoffman sitting at 29. I Where the hell is Charlie Hoffman? He's won inside the cut line for tour championship. Or, does it make you think I, differently about yeah. who you who you bet on? I would say Tringali and Hoffman are both in the mix for me because they both make birdies in bunches. I think they're both, and I'm looking at it yeah. right now, they're both in the top 30 in birdie percentage. By the way, number yeah. one in that stat is, is John Rahm, so we can just pencil him in for a, <laughs> he's, for a W. He's, uh, number, he's, back he's number one in, in, every, in every stat. stat. In every right? stat. Did you see the Kyle Porter um, tweet? Yes. Yeah, that was, they, they, they retweeted. He's first in strokes gained, um, you know, total for every measuring period that you want to come up with over the last five years, like three months, five it's months, nine months, 10 months, one year, two year, three year, five years. It's John Rahm. He's number one in strokes gained total. What a monster. I mean, we saw this coming. What's amazing is that the big thing for him for so long was, Oh, his temper his temper. He has these meltdowns and so many elite golfers had that exact issue, and then they channeled it. And first of all, you know, Rom was on, I think it was Colt Nose podcast a couple weeks ago, and he said that when he had a kid, and I know that's the cliche, right? But when he had a kid, he just realized, like, none of this matters. This kid, this, this, this kid, this baby does not care if I shoot a 68 or, or a 75. I'm just going to divide, right? And once he had that, I think he channeled it into a positive way. Like, if you read the, I, I love the, the Mark Frost biography of Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones was a total head case out there for years, way longer than John Rahm was. Like, this is a normal progression for these guys. And now John Rahm is just going to have a ton of birdies and he's going to basically almost win every tournament unless he actually wins them. Like, he, he, he's a must bet until further notice. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I want to go off on a very quick aside. I'm watching the Golf Channel. John Rahm himself is up on the Golf Channel right now. And the graphic next to John Rahm's name had his last name spelled R A H N John Ron, which is which is fine, um, except for all of the credentials and the accolades that we just went through. So let's do two and a half minutes on NBC. So we just had CBS. I thought the presentation was fine. I will say it was it was visually stunning, 
And CBS is really ahead of the curve lately, to my way of thinking. Uh, I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but the drone footage, how they're capturing the scale of the golf course, and then especially at Liberty National, where they were able to grab, you know, the allure of that place is its proximity to New York. And we were getting these beautiful views of holes where the entire hole was framed against the New York City skyline. So, you know, notwithstanding the the usual kind of complaints folks have about CBS uh, broadcasts, I just, they, they, they continue to knock it out of the park. On the other end, uh, the <laughs> um, NBC broadcast, and once again, uh, we just had uh, the Women's Open Championship, the Women's British Open, um, where they, they were showing it on NBC Sunday morning. It was really compelling golf. Uh, they were at Carnoustie, which is super fun to watch in the middle of August. Uh, it was not playing Carnasty. It was le- permitting <laughs> scoring. So we're coming down the stretch. It's, it's Anna Nordquist and uh, the, the Danish young lady, Quartz Madsen, Mano Imano and NBC is doing their playing through and we're, we're, we're seeing uh, pots on, uh, on their playing through. They had limited cameras. So the, the, the tour championship is now in the hands of, of, of NBC for the next two weeks. So we'll, we'll see if they can afford to get the, at least the guys names. Correct. Uh, Hire the I, sway house or something. Why are we doing this on a budget? Like get some TikTokers out. There's gotta be a better way to do it. NBC. Yeah, I, and and you know uh, there have been some prominent uh, journalists out there who've been calling for NBC to consider selling the Golf Channel altogether and exiting mm-hmm. the golf business if this is the manner in which they're going to present it. I mean, you know, there's that, I, 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 but I, that seems like who's going to buy it and make it better? I that that's that's for the digital media Us. Uh, world to, to to figure out the rigor.com. <laughs> I the bet rig, the I, rigor golf channel. I, I bet Bill Simmons could buy it. I mean, yeah. I don't. I can't imagine the price is very high. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that aside. Let's get back to to Capes Valley and try and come up with some value uh, for this birdie or better yeah. percentage. I for, let me ask this first. Do you guys agree that if if I'm right, the Caves is going to present itself as a scoring opportunity that the birdie or better, better percentage is one way to, to try and tackle and come, come up with some value. I like it. Okay. So, and we're looking, we're targeting the guys that, that are in between like the 27th place. And what do we say? The 40, well, 41, yeah. 42, higher for, than that for fun. Let's say 25 to 40 because Patrick Reed currently sits 26th mm. and he's not playing. I'm not exactly sure what happens if a guy can't make it to the tour championship. Do they send an extra guy or do they play with 29? They oh, must just great, play with 29. Great question. Cause he's not going to play. So he's, he's not going to play. So I, I so, yeah. So, so he's definitely going to be vulnerable and you know, spots 31 through 40. You got guys like Kiz, Keegan, Siwoo, Tringale leash is at 35 cam Davis, mm-hmm. you know, who got there with a win. KH Lee, Ortiz, Harmon, and Swafford. So that's a group of guys who you could see play well this week and jump in if Horschel trips, if you know Max doesn't do what we want, if Charlie Hoffman feels burnt out from this performance, or God forbid, don't say it out loud, but Rory McElroy doesn't show up. Well, I, mean, I think some of these guys, I mean, Hoffman, we, we already, you know, sort of hit on it. Some of these guys certainly fit that that category of uh, it's a no know, cut not, event. So it helps. not afraid to exactly right. That that's the, the part of this that makes it um, even more compelling in terms right. of finding value. 
from in guys this, that are not afraid to go score. In this area, what do you 16th, like? Sixteenth <clears throat> in birdie percentage, and in the area you guys are targeting, Mr. Cam Davis. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love mm-hmm. Cam Davis for this. Um, I'm, I'm also Le- leash is on this list, isn't he? Leash is just one ahead of of Cam Davis. So yeah, thirty. He's thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's 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 some names um, to look at, but I think that's the the correct first filter to apply because we won't have any um, information other than than you know there's some uh, I think they're Bermuda greens, so you'll be able to get you know this a is feel impossible. For, Last yeah. year we knew Olympia Field, like we knew the course, we could get a sense. It's really hard when you don't know the course to to, to handicap some of these guys. You got to start looking at momentum and guys whose butts are going to get a little too tight. Uh, on I, Sunday, I think in in broad strokes, it's fair to Olympia Fields could host the U.S. Open, and they had it set up yeah. in a manner that that you know was going to play major championship wise. This is not a major championship venue. It's much more akin to a, a, a sort of regular way PGA Tour stop, although it is a, it's a beautiful one. Um, but you know, it's 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 not one where all of the defense, like I said, is going to be coming think they'll make get the greens as fast as they can but it's super humid right now so everywhere you walk you can feel it sticking underneath your feet there'll be threats of thunderstorms every day you know uh whether they they materialize or not um they'll be out there and 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 it'll just be the rough so the guys that are accurate off the tee um and and length is not uh going to be a big differentiator i don't think um Mm. plus plus the guys that are it's just fire at pins because you have nothing to lose Hmm. Well, that no doesn't cuts. make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, no cuts. I mean, honestly, I, I think uh, I'll say this. I didn't love the way Ortiz closed at the Olympics. I just didn't love it. And uh, he's had a few fades down the stretch. So I'm going to cross him off off our list. Man, I want to see Max make the tour championship. This is going to be the most interesting part of the week for me besides Rory. Is Is Max Homa now between his ears in a place where he can go and keep his, you know, his entire season goal was to get to tour championship. That's going to be fascinating. And of course the third story is, is there a chance they roll out double pneumonia, Patrick Reed to the tour championship? Oh God. No, no, please. No. no. Well, uh, one, one thing for sure, no matter what, I'm going to look for the matchups. I'm going to look for the top, top 10, um, you know, maybe some top five odds on both Scotty Scheffler and Webb Simpson because we just got through yep. saying that both yep. of those guys. It's an audition. This, this is the audition, so we we expect both of them to have great performances. Um, I, I think I'm getting for the first time in 18 months. I feel weird saying this out loud. I'm nervous about the Ryder Cup. Nervous Dude. in what respect? I thought we. I thought the talent disparity was going to be so huge that I wasn't even worried. I was not Look, even worried. Well, welcome to Worried Guy Island. I've been Worried Guy <laughs> Island solo for like eight since since last fall when he's, all the Bryson shit got weird. He's definitely solo too because I don't care. I think we're going to lose. I think the Europeans. Oh, are so you're win. not even worried? You're, no, you just I don't moved care. On. Yeah, yeah, I'm, oh. I'm over it already. The thing that is I interesting. Care. I what what I care about. What I'm interested in is. Again, every two years we have this psychology experiment, and every every two years, with the exception of you know a couple of handfuls, Valhalla and and, and Hazeltine, we fail, and we fail because I believe that the Europeans are are, are right. This is about um, team chemistry. 
And that that is the most important element of success in the Ryder Cup. And we just refuse all just uh, we 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 tried a little bit. That's what the Spieth and Patrick Reed thing was. But, you know, we we can't we can't sustain it. And we just get our asses kicked. And the offshoot of team chemistry is guys who will accept the absolute perfect role for them themselves, which does not happen for us. So let me let me let me throw out a bet for this week. Okay. And I'm looking at Xander Shoffley. And the reason I'm looking at Xander is we've well documented his success at Eastlake before. And he's coming off that gold medal. He played decently well this week, but he's sitting now at 13 in the FedEx Cup standings. And with that mm-hmm. as his starting position, he's going to be seven behind whoever is first. And he's only got to move up, call it three slots to get to, you know, starting six back. And if he can get himself inside the top five, he's going to dramatically improve his position. And I think, uh, you know, Spieth, we didn't love the way he played. Thomas, you never know with JT. He, he's starting to feel like the perpetual sort of almost get there guy. But I, I look at Xander and think if he's going to make a move for Eastlake, this is the week. So I, I'm looking at Xander. Xander's the one I'm actually most excited about for a win this week. I, I like that. I also like JT. JT's name was on the top five of the leaderboard during this yep. broadcast today. Yes. Uh, yep. And, you know, he just couldn't get the putter going at, at all. I don't know where he ended up strokes game putting, but it just felt like watching um, that that he couldn't get the putter going. He wouldn't surprise me at all to see JT go out there and win. And I'm glad, Nate, that you mentioned Xander. One team I think does make a lot of sense that could have chemistry and it's clear they get along. I'd love to see Colin Morikawa and Xander Shoffley paired up mm-hmm. together and and just, you know, let that I be agree. a team. Let them be a team together for, you know, the four uh, um, matches. Let them play every single um, combo match and then let them go out and do their singles thing. But I, I just think there's a real simpatico um, to that that West Coast lifestyle that both of those guys seem to present. I agree. Um, I'm a degenerate, so I completely forgot that I entered a. Uh, there's a bunch of pools I don't. F- I just forget that I'm in because it's just so late in the season. And someone just texted me to tell me that I picked Finau and I won a bunch of money. That that Holy is the most degenerate. That is the most degenerate thing I can think of. Is that you didn't I even forgot. know you had money on the. I That's forgot. probably why you won. If you'd been rooting hard, you probably would have lost. Forgot. I'm it's still a disaster. In the plus money range on the Pat Mayo one and done pool, unfortunately, I had burned Fino a long time ago. Fortunately, I did not pick Adam Scott if I got very close at this Liberty National event because I thought Adam Scott was on a heater. He is going to go on a heater now. It's going to be on a surfboard back in Australia. Um, but uh, thank God I picked Joaquin Neiman, who barely made the cut and then just hung around enough to at least you know score a couple more points for me. But um, yeah, I know. House, I, yes. Did... did- Morikawa missing the cut and Rom playing the way they did this week settle the player of the year uh, debate for you? Or is is there still something to be decided? It's still Morikawa. Morikawa is the player of the year. Wow. I mean, really? he, he won two majors in, in 12 months. I don't, you know, you can measure this the season however you want, but he, he won two majors in 12 months. He, he won the Open Championship having played Lynx Golf one time before competitively. The PGA, the PGA doesn't count for this award. So, for the Player of the Year award, you don't think Rom's U.S. Open plus the Memorial, which was incredible, 
it doesn't it doesn't do it for no, you. No, no, because he didn't win the memorial. I, I, I actually, House, I'm with you. Um, House, this is like a pretty abstract case for John Rom. Okay. I, I, I mean, yeah. Like, Rom's incredible. It doesn't take anything away. He, he can win another 50 times. And by the way, nobody cares about player what if of the he, year. What if he wins FedEx Cup? Oh, then then he wins. If yes. Rom wins, he wins. That's yes. fine. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Okay. We're all in agreement. I think that's the right um, note to end on. It was uh, a very Finau emergency pod. It was finally Finau. We don't have to ask Tony Finau where he be now anymore. Verno told us in Memphis that there was a lot of that going around. A lot of the the, the fans down there uh, were cheering that at Tony. And Verno was, was feeling um, nervous that he was hurting his relationship with Tony Finau. He doesn't have a relationship with Tony Finau, but he'd like to have one <laughs> because he holds Tony in very Probably high He regard. pre-burned it. He pre-burned a relationship. Yes. But now it, it will be a celebration of Tony Finau anytime that the the, 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 the adoring fans yell that at, at Tony. Uh, and, and hopefully this is the beginning of many, many Finau victories to come. Very exciting. Kevin Clark, Nathan Hubbard, thank you very much for jumping on this emergency broadcast here on Fairway. Rolling. We're back next week, Nate. We've got just playoffs coming out of every orifice. Uh, and we're going to keep keep doing our best with this. Until next time, my birdie buddies. Let's head them straight out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.